0: Pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots. He's the
2: wish of Barney and Ben.
0: Dolls
1: it'll talk and we'll go for a walk. Is
2: the hope for Janice and Jen. And the mom and dad can hardly, can hardly wait, wait for school to start again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Soon the bells will start. And the thing that will make them ring Is the carol that you sing Right
2: within your heart Have a holly jolly
0: Christmas It's the best time of the year I don't know if
2: there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas, and when you walk down the street, say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet. Ho, ho,
0: the mistletoe hung where you can see. Somebody waits for you, kiss her once for me.
2: Have a holly jolly Christmas, and in case you didn't hear, Oh,
1: by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year.
0: time. so tender Jesus. Bright, round yon virgin mother child Joyful all ye nations rise join the triumph of the skies with the angelic host proclaim Christ is
2: born
3: Feliz Navidad, ¡Feliz Navidad!
2: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Firstborn Ministries Candlelight Service of 2020. We're so glad that you decided to join us tonight. And we also want to say welcome to those that are at home and watching online. We hope that you enjoy the service as well. We're going to have a little sing-along right now, and I'd like for everybody to sing along with me, okay? Good job, everybody. buh buh
4: to see pa pum pum Our finest gifts we bring pa-rum-pa-pum-pum To lay before the King pa-rum-pa-pum-pum pa-rum-pa-pum-pum rum pum rum-pum-pum-pum,
5: And praise the Lord, everybody. We hadn't had church on a Sunday night for a long time, so I had to say that. Christ is born. Christ nice. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. These were the words of the angel when they announced the birth of the Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. This was the fulfillment of many years of waiting and many prophecies that were spoken. Throughout the year, every sunrise and every sunset counted down the days of the arrival of that Savior, Jesus Christ. One by one, the prophets of God, they raised their voices, telling all who would listen that God had not forgotten his promise. And God has still not forgotten his promise tonight. They declared with accuracy how this Savior would be born, where he would be born, who he would be, and what he would bring to all of mankind. Every time these words were recited, faith in the hearts of all those that heard, it would rise once again because of the promise that was given, causing them to remember that God does not forget his promises. The prophet Isaiah said that his birth would be of a virgin. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and be with child and bear a son. His name shall be called Emmanuel. He also identified who the Savior would be and who he was. He said, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called wonderful because he is wonderful. Counselor, he's the greatest counselor you could ever want. He's the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace of the increase of his government in peace, there shall be no end. The prophet Micah told us that Jesus would be born in the city of Bethlehem. The name Bethlehem means house of bread and place of sweet waters. How fitting it was for Jesus Christ to be born in this place, for he is the bread that satisfies the deepest hunger in every man and woman and boy and child.
4: And he's the sweet water
5: that satisfies the deepest thirst that anyone could ever have in their lives. Yes, Jesus Christ was more than just a baby born in the manger, but he was almighty God. He was superior to any man that had ever been born or ever would be born after that time. And his government that he would bring into the hearts of men and women it would be superior to any other government that ever has been or ever will be. For you see, his government would bring enduring and everlasting peace to all that say yes to him. You know why? Because he is the everlasting father. He's the prince of peace. He's the mighty God. He is, as the angel said, he is Emmanuel, God. God. In the city of Nazareth, among the shops and the busy people, there lived a young, engaged couple by the name of Mary and Joseph. They would be visited by God on this particular evening. Both, it seemed, were from prominent families in that area. And I'm sure that they both looked forward to a wonderful wedding filled with elegance and splendor. This particular night, it would change not only their wedding plans but it would change the rest of their lives as God would visit them and tell them the plan that he has in store for their lives. And now they would be faced with, will I embrace it or will I reject it? What is the plan of God for your life? For he has one for each of us. And once he shows us what that plan is, we must decide to embrace it and say yes, or rejected Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they were married, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to put her aside and make a public example of her, he decided he would do so privately. While he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. A virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and he took unto him Mary to be his wife. The day had finally arrived for the child to be born. And at the exact time that Mary and Joseph would have their baby God prepared a way for them to go to Bethlehem in order for the prophecy of where Christ would be born to be fulfilled. By the command of Caesar each family they would be taxed and they must go to the city of their lineage. Joseph's just happened to be Bethlehem. It came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. There he went to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, who was great with child. Can you imagine how long the journey must have been? Think about how uncomfortable the ride to Bethlehem had to be for Mary, who was now nine months pregnant. They did not have modern transportation. There were no buses, no cars, no trains. So she probably walked or she rode a donkey to Bethlehem. The distance between Nazareth and Bethlehem is about 80 miles. It would have taken them about four days to travel this distance on foot. It must have been late when they arrived that night. When they looked for a place to spend the night, all of the hotels were full. None of them had any place to stay. One by one, they turned this soon-to-be family away. When finally they came to the last hotel, Joseph, he hears the words again, sorry, there's no room in the inn. In my mind, I see Joseph as he turns and maybe has his head in his hand. He shuffles slowly towards the door. Exhaustion and frustration, rejection and anger, they show up in his face in the form of tears that streamed freely down his face. What am I going to do? Then Joseph, in desperation, perhaps he turned back to the hotel manager and he pleads with him once again, please, my wife, she needs somewhere to rest. She's going to have our baby anywhere, please, please. Is there somewhere you can put us? The innkeeper thinks for a moment and then he says, yes, there is somewhere. The only place I have is the stable where all of the cattle are at. It's not much, but I'll give you some blankets and at least you'll be out of the the elements and you can stay warm there. I wonder if the innkeeper's If they had known who they were turning away, if it would have made any difference. I wonder would they have made room had they known that their hotel would be the vehicle God would use to introduce the Savior of mankind to our world. Sometimes we do the same, don't we? Oh, it's not maybe as though we mean to, but our lives get so crowded that if we're not careful, we turn away the very one that can make all of the difference in our lives. And yet 2020 has slowed its way down and caused us to feel loneliness and separation And the things that we were doing before now, we're not able to do. And I wonder in that time if the Lord has visited you and said, is there room in the end of your life for me? What is our life filled with this Christmas season? Is there any room for Jesus? Again, maybe you feel rejected, you feel alone, you feel set aside, and you have no one and nowhere to connect to. Maybe you're watching online and you feel that way. If so, I hear the Lord Jesus Christ saying, wait, there's room for you in my house. I hear him say, come unto me all you that labor and are burdened give you rest. If you'll take my yoke upon you and you'll learn about me, I'll give you rest. You'll find rest for your souls. And he says, that yoke is easy to bear because I'll be bearing it with you. And the burden is really light. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that Mary should be delivered and She brought forth her firstborn son And she laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. There was in the same country shepherds abiding in the field watching over their flocks by night. And the same angel came and the glory of the Lord shone about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. That's the message of Christmas this year, 2020. Fear not. And here's why, because I bring you good tidings of great joy that shall be to all people. For unto you this day in the city of David is born a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you that you shall find that babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. With peace, goodwill toward men. The Bible says that the angels left them and then they came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. I wonder that night if the stars shone brighter than they ever had. I wonder if that night that Christ was born, if the wind ceased to blow. I wonder if the masked raccoon, he stopped his stealing. Did all of creation stop what they were doing? And did they pay attention to the baby that was in the manger? I believe that the answer to all of these is yes, 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 yes. And here's why. It was a special night. It was a sacred night. It was a silent night. It was a holy.
2: Amém
4: a shout of praise in this place here tonight. Come on. All around this room lift your voice in this place. Hallelujah! 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 Come on we got another moment here. Let's give praise to the King of Kings. The love of Jesus is in this room tonight. The hope giver is in the room tonight somebody needs to give their life back to God right now come on give your life back to God right now say God I'm making a change this Christmas I'm making a change this Christmas Hallelujah. The atmosphere is right for a miracle right now in the candlelight service. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, lift up a shout one more time. Clap your hands, all ye people. Come on, let's put our hands together. The Holy Ghost is in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ah, yes. Hallelujah. 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 The life giver is in the room right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Hallelujah 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 room, I believe, I believe this is just a start. At the end of this service, I believe we will all lift up a shout of praise together, like we're doing right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. You can be seated for just a moment here. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Their old familiar carols play. Wild and sweet the words repeat. "Of Peace on earth. Goodwill to men. I don't think this is the typical song that someone thinks of when, when you say sing me a Christmas song. You might think of Bing Crosby singing White Christmas. Maybe Bert Ives, a holly jolly Christmas. The smooth tones of Andy Williams belting out the Christmas song. But Probably not first on many people's list is, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow was one of America's greatest poets. He penned many poems and novels as well as translating popular foreign works into English. Longfellow was born on February 27, 1807 in Portland. And Upon his death, he is one of a few American poets to be buried in the Poets' Corner at Westminster Abbey. The time in between his birth and death was filled with many poems, plenty of writing, and quite a bit of tragedy his first wife Mary Potter died suddenly while Longfellow was overseas and after a long courtship he married a lady named Fanny Appleton in 1843 the couple had six children however tragedy struck both the nation and the Longfellow family in 1861 after trimming some of seven-year-old Edith's beautiful curly hair Fanny decided to preserve the clippings and paper and sealing it with wax melting a bar of sealing wax with a candle a few drops fell unnoticed upon her dress the sea breeze gusted through the window igniting the light material of Fanny's dress immediately wrapping her in flames In her attempt to protect her children, she ran to Henry's study in the next room, where Longfellow frantically attempted to extinguish extinguish the flames with just a small, undersized throw rug. Failing to stop the fire with the rug, he tried to smother the flames by throwing his arms around his wife, severely burning his face, arms, hands. wife died the next morning. Longfellow, too ill from his burns, having too much grief in his heart, did not attend his own wife's funeral. He never shaved his face again because of the grief in his life, the inability to shave after the tragic incident. Strange enough, his beard became his trademark. Longfellow fell into a deep depression after this event. He threw himself into his work. The First Christmas after his wife's death, Longfellow wrote in his notebook, How inexpressibly sad are all holidays. A year after the incident, he wrote, I can make no record of these days. Better leave them, it's better to leave them wrapped in silence. Perhaps someday God will give me peace. Longfellow's journal entry for December 25th, 1862 reads, A Merry Christmas, say the children. But that is no more for me. It only got worse. The Civil War came. His oldest son, Charlie, was eager to do his part. There he was in battle and One December the 1st, 1863, while dining at home, Longfellow received a telegram that his son had been severely wounded four days earlier. He had been shot through the left shoulder, pierced spine, the bullet exit under under his right shoulder blade. He survived and was brought home to recover. Longfellow found himself staring down another Christmas season as a widower with five children that were dependent upon him, One child, now on the brink of death, with civil war raging around his country and the country tearing itself apart, he was in the depths of despair and sadness. Christmas 1863 was silent in Longfellow's journal, too hurt to even put pen to paper. Finally, in 1864, with the country still at war, he woke up on Christmas morning And outside, just as every other Christmas morning, at the church down the street, there was Christmas bells ringing at that local church. They rang every single Christmas morning. But I imagine as he heard those bells, he also heard the cannons and the gunfire of war in his mind. The United States was tearing itself apart. There didn't seem to be too much space for peace on earth goodwill to men and so on Christmas day 1864 he wrote the words of this poem Christmas bells that would then be turned into a song that we still sing today in the midst of all that he had went through Longfellow did what he did best he wrote these lyrics that said I heard the bells on Christmas day their old familiar carols play and wild sweet the words repeat, of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing is on its way. The world revolved from night to day. A voice a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair, he said, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and it mocks the song of peace on earth and goodwill to men. While my personal life has not been draped with as much tragedy as Longfellow's, it's hard sometimes to look out my window and think of peace. I look at the world, I think of the lives that have been lost this year due to the pandemic. I think of the many more that have suffered abuse and pain. And a world shattered by sin. Like Longfellow, I've bowed my head at times and thought, there is no peace on earth, for hate is too strong. And it's even mocking the songs that I sing. Peace on earth, goodwill. Perhaps you are here tonight and you are feeling these same emotions this year, either from personal loss or just an overwhelming sense of pain. Fear has gripped the entire world, as the senior pastor has stated. Fear has even maybe gripped your life this year. The world is broken and painful. And soaking in these emotions for just a moment makes the miracle of Jesus Christ's birth all the more sweet. We are in such desperate need of a Savior. No more and no less than the world that was in Longfellow's time. When these feelings threaten to overwhelm us, God is ready to offer His comfort and peace in our life. I'm so thankful that Longfellow did not end the song with that stanza, with that verse that hate is strong and it marks and it mocks the song. But I believe that as Longfellow put his pen to paper, as he listened to those bells ring in the distance, something started to change inside of him. <laughs> something started to shift inside of him. Because on the last verse of his poem, that is now the song, he says these words. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth and good will towards men. I want to tell you tonight, you might be in that second to last verse in your life. You might be in that second to last stanza where you feel like everything's going wrong and nothing's going right. You have fear, you have pain, you've lost somebody this year. But let me tell you what I think is happening in this room on this Christmas time. The bells are starting to ring once again in your life. And as I hear the bells in my ears, it tells me once again that even through a pandemic, God is not dead. He is not asleep. His arm is not too short. He is not dead, but He's alive in 2020. And He is well. David got peace when he despair God spoke peace to Mary and Joseph when they were faced with incredible uncertainty and I believe that God spoke peace to Longfellow as he wrote this song and over a hundred years later it comes right back to 2020 they were in the middle of a terrible war there was all kinds of problems going on in the United States but Longfellow said even though there's a civil war God is still on the throne and He is still Lord Lord of all. And He is still King of kings. And He is still in charge of this entire unit. He's in charge of you firstborn. He's in charge of you firstborn ministerios. God is with The bells, the bells are ringing in your life tonight. And what happens after a bell starts to ring? Longfellow said it. He said the singing starts. The song's been dead in your life a long time. You've stopped singing a long time ago. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. But God wanted me to tell you tonight in this service that the bells are starting to ring again. And it's only to tell you that God is still in control. He's still on the throne. He's still in charge of your life. He knows the pain you've been going through. He knows the sorrow you've been going through. He knows exactly what you're feeling right now. And I'm telling you that the song of your life is getting ready to start singing again. It's going to start singing again. It's going to start singing again. And when it does, I want you to throw up your hands, lift up your heads, and shout unto God with a praise and a voice of truth Come on, that's it. There's freedom in this room right now. There's joy in this room right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let me give you hope one more time tonight, for unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. He didn't put in there when a pandemic hits; it ends. He didn't put in there when a family member passes on. It no. He said the government is going to be on his uh, and of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end there is peace for you tonight and so I want you to grab that candle as they're handing them out here they're handing them out the candles I want you to take that candle And I want you to get ready to have someone light that candle for you. And when that candle gets lit, I want you to shout up a voice of triumph in this room and praise. Because when you do that, it's showing that you have faith that the candle in your life has either been relit, it's been lit for the first time, or it's still shining bright. And we lift these candles tonight to show that God is still in control, and He is still on the throne, and we're going to go and light our world.
5: Ever a time that we needed to lift up that candle of truth and light in our world? It is today. It is today. Amen. So thankful for each of you that have come tonight to be with us at this candlelight service. This is our third service for the weekend. We had one last night and two this evening. They were all so very well attended. So we thank God for each and every one of you. Thank you for those that are online. Watching, and we pray that you have felt that same presence of God that we felt here tonight. Amen. Amen. Many times, uh, or at, at this time of year, uh, people ask about Robin and I's family, and so we like to try to introduce uh, them to you. And if you would just allow me to do that, uh, two of our kids were not able to be here tonight. Uh, my second son, Andrew and his wife, they live in Dixon, Illinois. Uh, He is a a firefighter in the suburbs of Chicago. His wife is a um, speech pathologist. They have two children. Uh, Theodore is the oldest, and they just had a new one that's three months old, and his name is Levi, and so we're thankful for them. And then we have Jennifer and Michael, and they live in... They're youth pastors uh, at the church in Mendota, and they have three children, and their names are Mason, Mackenzie, and Jada. I'm getting tested on this tonight. (laughs) And uh, so we love them with all of our hearts, um, and we're sorry they could not be here with us tonight. But then we have um, our, our oldest daughter, and her name is Kelly, and Kelly and Rob are youth pastors right here at Firstborn Ministries, and we love and appreciate them so very, very much. But Kelly also, Rob is going to school full-time. Uh, he's going to be an educator, and um, uh, they have two children. Uh, Kelly, she works at Mercy Health uh, Hospital, Javon Bay, and she works in the cardiac unit, and uh, so we're proud of them also. They have two children, and they are the ones that is going off the platform right now. Are you leaving us? As if you don't know it, this girl is a character right here. If you ever want to be entertained, call up Rob and Kelly and say, Hey, can we have Eliana come over for a while? You will have a time. And that's Eliana, and there is Harmony. And then we have our uh, youngest daughter, and her name is Destiny. And she also, uh, she's a full-time student in uh, school. And since uh, she just started working at Javon Bay, she works with her sister on the cardiac unit. And as I said in the early service, they have a—it's a hoot with those two girls around. I'm sure <laughs> uh, a handful as well. And so they work together there. And then on Destiny's right is a young man that uh, his name is Isaac Sanchez, and uh, that is Destiny's. Boyfriend, <laughs> I won't say what I said earlier, Isaac. All right, all right, and we're happy. Isaac is the uh, Spanish Ministries Youth uh, Coordinator for the state of Indiana, and he has also assisted his dad uh, and his brother in the church there, uh, and he's preached for us. And then we have Miss Robin, who uh, she started all of this. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, so <laughs> she and I, I guess, we started all of this. And Robin also. Uh, she works at uh, Javon Bay and she works at the uh, immediate care clinic and what she's been doing most recently for the last 8 months she's testing covid patients for covid isn't that a fun job no <laughs> and so she's been cursed out and hit and if you and has anybody ever been tested for covid did you have fun no <laughs> no so that's what she does yeah. uh, but she is safe. We've marked her safe for this Christmas candlelight service. Uh, she's been inoculated and uh, investigated and all of that. Yeah. So she is, she is fine. She's got all of her PPE gear and all that that she wears. And then we have um, Anthony, who is our oldest son. And he's the pastor here. And uh, we love and appreciate him. He's also the youth president in the state of Illinois for the United Pentecostal Church. And uh, so he's had a tough year this year also with COVID. And then we have his wife, her name is Heather. And Heather, she works at the other hospital. She's the competitor. She's works at Swedish American uh, UW and Heather works in pharmacy. And uh, she's uh, uh, she's been drawing up the COVID injections. So anybody that says it's got a chip in it, talk to Heather. Heather doesn't have a chip in it. No, it does not. All right. So she's been drawing them doses up, what this whole week, right? And so uh, Heather, she has uh, been marked safe also because she is also inoculated and investigated and all that too. All right. And then we have Mr. Peyton here. Peyton is our oldest grandson. He is uh, 14, going on 27, and we love and appreciate him. He did a great job tonight. Amen. Amen. I wanted to say thank you to all of our musicians. Didn't they do a great job? Uh, to our musicians. Amen. Amen. Sister Cass, thank you for leading us in this time. All of our singers, all of the uh, the media team and the audio team. Uh, God bless them. We've got Hunter. We've got Sister Pingle. We've got uh, our Brother Raymond back there. And all of our ushers and hostesses and everybody that helped put this together, thank you so much. We are so happy that uh, our Daughter Works are here. Firstborn ministerios. Gloria a Dios. Amen. Jesus is Dios. Amen. All right. Amen. And they're doing a great job. Uh, Brother Pastor Aldo told me today that uh, they had 80, 82 people in service with them. Good job. Doing good. Also, I thought I saw some people here from our other daughter work, Reach. They, they Reach. I know there were several in service earlier, and I thought I saw some here tonight. And they're doing an excellent job as well. We love and appreciate each and every one of you. Let's give them a hand as well. Well, a little bit bigger hand than that. Oh, I know. Just shout hallelujah, God bless them. I know you've got your candles in your hands. So, so we're so glad that you were here tonight to be with us. Amen. Is there anything else that I need? Say tonight, Anthony, that we have missed. The winner is...
4: Let's see. It's hard balancing all this. 676088 oh, eight for the ham dinner. The six, ham dinner. 676088. Oh, 088. Zero,
5: 088. Zero, 088. Now, this is our third one we've given away. Yeah. Complete. Complete dinner. Yeah.
4: 6760. It's like the first service. Nobody wanted it. 676-088. Six, six,
5: zero, 088. Zero, eight, eight. <laughs> Nobody? This happened in the first service last night. Got it? Zero, 08. 088. Zero,
4: 088. Zero, eight. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. our All brother right. he won the last time as well yeah come on you are a highly
5: favored right there highly favored blessed and highly favored god bless you tonight we're going to sing one more song uh, and then you can be dismissed but before we are dis- before we dismiss you Let us pronounce a biblical blessing upon you. How's that? Does everybody like to be blessed? All right, here's a biblical blessing from Numbers 6 and 24. The Lord bless thee, and the Lord keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee, and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee, and give thee peace. Merry Christmas, everybody. God bless you tonight.
2: Oh, God.
4: Christmas, Happy New Year. We love each and every one of you. Have a great night.